old, old man waves. Damn you, old man! Welcome to the Old Man Wade Show. I am your host, the God of Stubborn, the Lord of Laughter, Old Man Wade. And I have a special guest here with me, uh, Houston comedian, young Houston comedian, probably the youngest person who's been on the show. So there's probably <laughs> going to be a lot of references that I flat out don't get that's going to have me looking like uh, I'm going to need a dictionary on that because and I have no idea what's going on. Um, tell everybody who you are. <laughs> oh, hi, uh, I'm Abby Volman. Uh, hopefully I don't make too many, like references that you don't understand because people do that to me all the time and i i don't appreciate it all the time uh no uh, i'm a stand-up comedian i live in uh, houston texas um i am actually that's funny that you said that i'm the youngest performing comic in houston there are two other people that are like my age but both of their birthdays are before mine so so you got the crown. It, yeah, legally I'm last. <laughs> but it works out because, again, like I said before we start recording, you're funny as shit. And I've said to Slade, anybody Thank who's, you. who's been on the Whiskey Brothers has to be quick. And it's one of my favorite things about it is it's not bold. There are these little snide comments with no emotion to them. And it They're just nonstop. They're so funny. Yeah, just I, uh, I adore... Every single one of them, I love working with them because it is, it is an exercise and like, you know, nobody's going to like give you your permission to talk. You just kind of have to cut Trey off and like hope that what you're saying is louder and funnier than whatever he's saying. <laughs> but it's funny because it doesn't even necessarily have to be louder because there's been a few times where everyone will bust out laughing and he won't hear it and they'll, and they'll have to repeat it. And, and I, I know. Because it's, it's anywhere Trey is, it's the Trey show. I, I, I love it so much. <laughs> he just, he, they, he especially, but them all together, they're so funny. I, I adore working with them. They're great. You know what it is? It's like, they're, it's, if I had to use a weapon analogy, Trey's like a machine gun. He just goes. And yes. I, and he's just automatic. And it's, he's usually spot on. But you're not here to talk about Trey. You're here to talk about you. <laughs> So, See, Trey takes over everything. <laughs> <laughs> he even thinks he's not in. So, why comedy? What got you into um, it? Why, why go there? Uh, so, as a, as a kid growing up, uh, my dad is an actor. So, I kind of grew up around, like, the industry already. Um, but uh, I, I did, like, I wanted to be... Just, I wanted to be like a Broadway actress. I wanted to do musicals. You know, I wanted originally to go to college for that. And like, when it became time to like audition for musical theater schools, I was like, I don't want to be this person. I don't, I don't identify with these people. Um, and it's very weird, but I always thought I was funnier and like more authentic than all of my peers in musical theater. There are a lot of, like, copies of the same individual. And I feel like when you stand out like that in those settings, you just get cast as the comic relief. So I spent all of, like, my formative years just being the comic 
relief in shows and in films. Even when I started doing film, they still cast you as the comic relief. Um, so it kind of just, it just made sense. And like, once I kind of decided, like, I think I'm just going to pursue comedy. It wasn't just stand up. It was like, I'm just going to, I'm going to, you know, dip into sketch, improv, stand up. And it just ended up, ended up working really well for me. And it's, it just feels like it's where I belong. So that actually makes a little, a little more sense because like watching you like, or hearing you on the show, or what was it? Um, the one you guys is this thing on? It's a yeah. little more. It's like it's funny because I wasn't expecting this from you on the podcast, but now I see it like the the performance you put on, like and like you know, mm-hmm. what I mean? like, so you're you're not. I don't want to say you're playing a character, but you're kind of playing a character. If that makes sense. Yeah, definitely not. Like, I, it's definitely it's not like playing a character, but it's you know when you've been trained your entire life to command attention like I yeah like I'm definitely I'm definitely not like the most like dry deadpan I'm definitely theatrical a little absurd it's kind of and it's more fun for me that way that's what I like so you brought up musicals and I have whenever so my wife got me into musicals and oh hell yeah good for her the first one she put me on to was Rent because she knows I love Rosario Dawson so I was like, okay, mm-hmm. so we watched Rent. And we watched a few other ones, but hands down my favorite is Across the Universe. Oh, that's a lovely, that's a lovely show. And like, I love just like the idea of people like remixing these Beatles songs. And I'm not going to lie, I thought the, 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 um, the redos were better than the original because they kind of, they were a little funkier, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what's really cool about theater especially is that you can do things like jukebox musicals like um jagged little pill is on broadway right now and i saw it and don't get me started on Alanis morissette because my wife called me (laughs) she calls me a 14 year old girl who loves (laughs) like emo music i do i mean i mean i i was listening to her the other day because i don't i'm trying to be broken happy She's like, I'm broke, but I'm happy. I'm like, I don't feel that way at all, actually. I'm really mad that I'm broke, but... <laughs> so how do you... Like, no, you, I feel you. You you are on social media. You, have to, you bring up another topic that I think is mm. important. It's something that you talk about um, getting over... I think you said something about body dysmorphia or just confidence in general. And yeah, it's And I'm pretty sure it wasn't necessarily the easiest thing in the world to get over that. So you said, I think you said you're 22, right? Yeah, I'm about to be 22, like, uh, in a couple weeks. So you yeah. spent the last two years in, like, you know, in the house when someone your age should be out partying and doing stuff like that, which I'm pretty sure from someone yeah. who knows, it doesn't do a great job for your mental health. No, definitely not. Um, I, I'm i a person who, as, like, extroverted and, like, social as I am, I, I definitely need, like, a... A recharge because I, I I do have very bad anxiety and I do constantly feel like everybody around me is that you know they're like when is she gonna fail you know everybody's out to get me and you know in a way that's so dumb because it's you know when you try and like zo- zoom out you're like why would people ever just be sitting around thinking about you it's just it's it's definitely being locked inside the house did not make that transition easier. Um, 
because that was like something I dealt with before. And then I feel like after, especially, um, there was an adjustment that needed to be made. And I was in, I was living in Los Angeles, um, last or two years ago, I guess now, huh? Like almost to the day. Um, actually two years ago to the day, uh, I lost both of my jobs. Oh. Yeah. Because it was the state of California was shutting down. Like, and that was when they took away clubs and bars. And so that was comedy gone. And then I worked in a bar. So that was my job gone. And that, that was really, that was really difficult, especially like, I think that was really hard for everybody, but that was also really hard for me because I was turning 20. And if anybody can, you know, remember how they felt when they were like in that transition from like being a teenager into being more of an adult, like I was freaked out. Yeah, like it was, it was intense. It was, it was scary, honestly. But it's understandable because, like, you don't, and especially considering that, like, regardless of how you feel about the vaccines, it's just like people were just freaking the fuck out. They yeah. didn't know what was going to happen. How long would this last? And, um, and like you said, you yeah. lost your job. I know a few people who were just like unemployed and people who were keeping their jobs specifically because their significant yeah. others needed health insurance. Yep. And so it's, so is that why you took the, the jump and leave to Texas? So my family lives in Texas and I grew up in Houston. Um, so in my head, it was going to be more of a, Hey, like my mental health isn't doing so hot. I'm going to like put some stuff in storage. I'm going to come back for a bit and I'll just go back whenever this is all kind of done. And then I got to Texas and this was like, july 2020 and i was like what the y'all are still doing shit (laughs) i was pissed i was like i just spent i was like i was you know i was wasting away in my room i could have been whatever i'm not salty about it still but it i came back and then it was just a constant like checking in with my comedy friends in la like hey how are you guys doing? They're like, oh, we're still doing Zoom mics. And then I started booking shows. And I was like, y'all have fun with that. <laughs> you know what's, um, what's funny about that is, though, it's like how things work out. And I swear to you, Texas is its own fucking country. Y'all just, it really is. Y'all just do whatever the fuck you want, man. And it's, in some ways, in some ways I'm jealous. Because yeah. y'all just do shit. I live in Boston, the home of racism. And right. Okay. Well, my entire family's from Boston, so. So you understand. <laughs> so, um, but when um, like the mask mandate went up a little early, there's a bunch of fuck shit yep. going on with y'all. Yeah. But that's I'm not jealous about the fact that the um, y'all have um, Canadian dude who flew over, who's now the governor, may whatever the fuck his name is. Oh yeah. Um, no fuck Ted Cruz, that Zodiac killer motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. So the thing. Like, it's not even, like, I, I'm i a perfectly liberal individual. Like, I'm fully vaccinated, you know. Here, here. Like, I, I have, you know, I had COVID. Like, you know, we're, we're boosted over here. But, like, I lived in two cities during, you know, the pandemic that had two very different responses. And the results were the same. 
That's so it is very, very interesting how fast it spread in a place when we were like, we're not even going outside. Like, how are we still getting this virus? And then I came over here and it was like, everybody's going outside and getting the virus. So it's just very, it's just very interesting. It was, it was a lot for everybody. And it, it was definitely not, not the most fun. But once it started allowing me to like, do gigs. I was not doing liberal gigs. I could say that I started out in the, in 2020. I was very fortunate to be able to do comedy, but I was doing it in like college station, Texas, Bryan, Texas, you know, Conroe, Texas, you know, people were, they were legitimately like, Hey, don't wear your mask in front of the booker. Cause he might not book you again. Oh. And I was like, Oh, oh. Right. <laughs> so, so how do you, because I know in like specific businesses, like I'm a writer, writing's my thing. I podcast because mm-hmm. it's fun. It gets me to talk to interesting people. Totally. And, but I also know as a writer, sometimes you have to play the game. Like you have to mm-hmm. suck up some things that you don't want to. So how do you deal with it? Like how do you look at someone in the face and like you, like you flat out don't respect and be like, oh yeah, I should, you should be picking me. Oh, man, it is tough. Because part of me all the time is like, hey, like you were raised in this industry, you know, you know how to be professional, you know, you know how to show up, you know, show out and like be respectful and kind and leave a good impression. And then like, especially in comedy where I meet like a lot of a lot of weenies, like a little voice in my head that's like you're 21 you're gonna live forever fuck this guy tell him that you know and it's so it's it's about balance um there are there are people that I work with very frequently who you know I'm like eh, I could I could take them or leave them personally but uh it's usually better to not it it, it depends on the situation if they're just kind of a dickhead, then I'm just going to be like, well, they're just kind of a dickhead. I don't have to deal with them for very long. i do my show, get paid, the end. It, it, when it comes to dudes being, like, creepy, that's a, that's a, different, that's a different category. And that's, a, that's when it's okay to, yeah, absolutely. you know, say something. So, speaking of creepy guys... <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta give my excellent segue. I have been dying to talk to you about this since the first one you've done. Diaper Ash. Yes. <laughs> Please talk about that because it's so the first time I watched it, I laughed my ass off and I was like, hey babe. <laughs> and she comes in the room, she goes, What? Like, you need to see this shit. Oh, <laughs> thank you. And so, and again, I'm not I'm and I want to talk about <laughs> I want to talk about white knights too. Uh, <laughs> oh yes, we can always talk about those. So I'm laughing, but so what? what so explain what diaper rash is and sure. how it came to be, please. Sure. Um, diaper rash is a is like a video series that I will sometimes post on TikTok, um, where I just vent about like stupid shit that like men have said to me or usually to my friends. Um, and like, if we have it in like a text, you know, we'll have the screenshot and I'll show that. And I change everybody's name 
you know, I'm not like directly, I don't change it well. Like, let's be, let's be clear. I made one like, um, and I was like, I want this guy to know that this is about him. So I made it very obvious, um, that if he did happen to see it, he would know. Um, but like that one was about me too. That was something he had said to me. So I can direct that conflict, but like, yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's fun. People enjoy them. I enjoy making them. Uh, it's really cathartic (laughs) to like shit on dudes. Um, I I love the energy because it's like, it's hot. Can can I get it? Can I get an intro? Uh, the, the die fresh intro when I say like, hi, I'm Abby and welcome to diaper ride. It's the, it's (laughs) it's so great because it starts off as like this very like animated, like person. And it's like, and I'm going to shit on this person for the next 60 seconds. So sit back. It just, it, 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 the best part is that like in those, like from the intro, like there will be like moms in my comments being like i thought this was gonna be about babies and like actual diaper rash but no so i say that the men in our lives they act like babies and so diaper rash is derivative from the baby thing i think i i said it because my friend she's still dating this guy and like i hate he's the worst but uh, I think I started it because I was making fun of her boyfriend. Um, and I like said something about like his diaper rash and it was very funny. It, so I kind of, you know, kept it. I love it. And I, I actually went to go see if I missed any and I didn't. I was kind of sad. Um, no, but- I haven't. I've like, I, I haven't made any in a second. Um, just I like, I have some like plant or like, Plan. I just haven't had a second to like sit down and like film them. Well, and I, I have a few single friends, so if you want me to send you some, I will be more than happy to. Oh, I love it! I love when people send them to me because it it's very validating to know that men are stupid everywhere and to everybody. Can I tell you that I am super happy? I am out of the game. <laughs> this shit sounds awful. Like it's not the best. <laughs> And like, and I don't get, and I also, I work at a hospital. And if you know anybody right. who works in a hospital, everyone's fucking everybody. And yeah. And so like, Same with like restaurants. Oh God. I, I bounced at a bar for a while and I'm glad I was never single when I worked at a bar because I would have contracted hep. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Babies. And I don't want, a lot of all of them, the last one I want is babies. So I'm, I'm cool. Yeah. But, um, and I remember you was talking about the white knights, the, the guys who mm-hmm. come in there. With the, um, I'd never treat this girl like this. And da, 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 yes. Da. So do you respond to them with sarcasm or are you just kind of like, um, hey, yeah, go fuck yourself? Or do you even just not say anything at all? Yeah, normally, like the white knights that show up in my comments that are like, it's usually men who will comment on a diaper ash and be like, I can't believe there are guys out there actually treating women this way. I would never do that. And you're like, all right, Chad, relax. You know, like you shouldn't, you shouldn't have to brag. Like that's kind of the point is like, you shouldn't have to brag about not treating women this way because the examples I'm showing are like the worst of the worst, some of the most absurd shit. So if this is not, this is not a bar, 
Yeah, this is, this is, it's rock bottom, what I like to showcase. And like, it, I will normally ignore them because they are most likely looking for either attention from me um, or like from me to validate them so they can flirt with other girls in my comment section. <laughs> so they're they're essentially just like trolling for comments and like throw yeah. some bait out there and, and wait for someone to go, I totally agree with you, and then write to the DM. Exactly. Exactly. So like, if they're gonna do that, which like I've seen it happen, there's a there's like one on on one of the videos I have where a girl does respond and like good for them, you know. But like, I don't. I do my best to not condone. There is a Houston comic who purposefully white knights on all of my diaper rashes because he thinks it's funny. Um, and every time I see him, he has a new girlfriend. So it's working. Um, I mean, it's one of those things where I'm not going to knock somebody for for game, even if it's, to me, if it's kind of like weird and creepy. Like, you know what I mean? But like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, the situations I showcase, too, are never situations where, like, anybody was in danger. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I'm not poking fun at, like, abuse or things like that. Like, typically, these are all examples of, like, you know, stuff that, like, one-night stands have said to us. The one that I, that I had um, where the guy said he had, like, reached his peak brain performance, like, that guy and I were, like, barely friends. But, like, he very clearly felt so differently. Um, so it's things like that. Like, I try to not exploit. I just try and, like, poke fun. Yeah. And if a, that makes sense. It does. Because there's actually, there's, I, don't, I don't even think there's a fine line between exploitation and poking fun. Because we've also seen people, excuse me, who exploit someone, exploit a tragedy. Or exploit something. Right. Like, like, if you right. wanted to, you could poke fun of disgusting behavior like abuse right. or sexual assault, which you don't do because right. you, you understand that there are certain things that you just should not make fun of. Uh, or, like, you know, it's... Yeah. I just, I don't feel like I'm the person to kind of help other people through that. Like, I, I think that would be really cool, like, one day. But, like, I'm, like, so young, and I'm, like, I'm still just trying to, like, figure out how to, like, breathe sometimes. Yeah. So, like, I don't, I don't want to do anything that's, like, too preachy yeah. in a sense. Um, or, like, I know more than somebody else, especially with subjects like that, because it's so personal. And it's just not, I don't want to, you know, make fun of my friends, like, getting hurt or something. That's not. Yeah. That's it, not what I want to do. And for the and pardon the phrase, but you're not gonna um, make fun of something without the content from the uh, consent from the person who actually is going through the specific thing. Oh, exactly. Like we don't. I don't like get the dudes' consent, but like I. Yeah, kind of fuck them though. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. So this is what I mean. Like these are not necessarily like active people in our lives. I mean, like the one I mean about my friend's baby daddy. Like he. Doesn't use TikTok. Like I have, he had a TikTok oh, he, account, but I, like I, he I blocked him. And like piece of shit, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you. And so that's the other thing is like some of these men that I've made fun of. Like I can, I would turn it around. You know, I would say it to their face too. 
Yeah, just be like, yeah, you're you're the, you are the worst. Um, and so it's it's kind of fun too because my friends they they feel cathartic like reading the comments and they're like, yeah, I was so justified to not like this guy. I'm like, yeah, you were. Yeah, you know. So and, and sometimes you kind of do need that pump up to be like, you don't deserve this or you deserve better and things like that. Like I've been through that. Like my totally. my long term ex before my wife. I was like just obsessed with it. I wasn't. I was just single forever. I wasn't having sex, mm-hmm. and my buddies were like, "You need to cut this shit the fuck out." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like you need to go out and you need to go do something and da 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 da. And and it was funny. exactly they were, but they were right though. And it and it was funny because had I not gotten over her, I wouldn't have met my now wife. Exactly. Who is which is funny when they say never date your ex. I've been date. Me and my wife met fifteen. Almost 15 years ago. And we've broken up wow. together, broken up, got back yeah. together, and we lived together. Like, I hit rock bottom in terms of, like, my mental health. And mm-hmm. she saw me. She got me into a... Because she's worked in the medical field for so long that she got me into a... Um, she pushed for them to put me into a proper uh, mental facility, for the lack of a better Yeah, time. yeah. And then after That's that, great. I went to DBT, and she was there for me through DBT. And she said something to me, and it was in when I was in this specific hospital, when I got visit, visiting rights and, and all the other stuff. And she was just like, um, "If I'm the problem, let me know." And it was yeah. big of her to say something like that because it was because she was just like, "If I'm the one causing the problem, I don't want to be the one to detriment to your health as much as she loved me." Right. Thankfully, um, we stayed together. I was out of the hospital in like two, three days. Then with the DVT, and it was like you know all the rest is history. But right. but it's also one of the reasons I love my wife is because she will call me out on that bullshit. You always you everyone needs somebody who is gonna say, Hey, cut this shit the fuck out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. sometimes you need you need the smooth can and sometimes you need a slap in the face. No, totally, totally. Um Yeah, I that's it's like another it's like another thing. Like I'm you know, like, my boyfriend right now, like, we, we broke up, and then we got back together, and it was just kind of, you know, we did that in silence, because we were like, oh, people will figure it out, and, like, it's none of their business, and and it's like, you know, it, it's 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 cool. There there are relationships that I've had that I'd be like, I, I don't want to experience that ever again, but, like, um, it is good to have somebody around you. Like, call you out on shit, yeah. for sure. Uh, I want to say a couple of things. One, it always kills me when people um, always say, like, when someone goes, what happened? It's like, it's none of your fucking business what happened. <laughs> like, you know, Yeah, it doesn't fucking, yeah. You're like, you'll be fine if you don't know. Yeah. You'll be okay. Um, one of the things I learned from DBT <laughs> is, like, the people who care will ask how you're doing. The people who are nosy will ask what happened. And that is so, that is what I said. I was, like, all of, like, my closest friends, um, or, like, people close to me that I didn't, divulge details to because like i divulged like details to like my mom but then like, my best friend was like you guys back together okay are you happy is he happy are you okay great the end yeah that's the same like thing. literally the verbatim what my best friend said yeah because at the end of the day it doesn't really matter but um was that the flamethrower guy yeah yeah <laughs> that's that's my boyfriend <laughs> Because I was like... It's not our flamethrower. I fucking wish. I was like, motherfucker's got a flamethrower. God damn, that's cool. 
and I and he I hate, should have a flamethrower. Um, I'm scared of fire. I'm, I don't do fire. I'm Frankenstein with it. But if I would have had a flamethrower, I may have used it. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. So, um, what are we, some, some, do you have an ask a guy? I'm sorry. What? Do you have an ask a guy? Oh, and ask a guy, like, um, a question? Yes. My favorite question to ask is always, uh, or my followers, they always ask, um, like, where do men get the audacity? And yes. I love seeing different dudes' takes on it. Yes. So You know, like, what do you consider audacity? Where do you... <laughs> so what does that even... Okay, because I really want to ask this question. So what does that mean, like, what do you, where do you get the audacity? Just to exist? Yeah, pretty much. Where do I get the audacity? Um, well, when a man loves a woman and, or they just randomly have sex while they're cheating on who I found out was my, not my biological father, nine months later, I'm born. (laughs) Um, you go through a lot of experimental, uh, phases when you're just kind of like, I'm just going to be whatever, what everyone wants me to be. And you're unhappy. So you accumulate it like over time. Oh yeah. And then you start then you start to grow and mature and you're like, wow, I said and did a lot of fucked up stuff in my life. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you mature and you still do a lot of fucked up immature <laughs> shit. And you grow and evolve, and you grow and evolve. And that's all while having a penis. Ta da yep. There you go. <laughs> that's where my audacity comes from. It comes from learning, being a dick, like <laughs> I say this, and I always say to my wife, because we decided never to have kids, like, first date. Yeah. First date, she goes, you want kids? I go, absolutely not. She goes, good, neither do I. And one of the reasons... Hold on. Hi. Sorry, what? And we're back. Um, I don't really do much editing when something like that happens, because of requirements. It's okay. Other, some other stuff. It is what it is. They're doing, like, tons of construction in my complex right now. Are they, like, giving us new AC units? <sighs> So I'm gonna say this because because the people who are who do um, the apartment I live in are god fucking awful. Yeah. And so we have had lead paint that's been chipping in our in our kitchen for two years, and we have been calling them for two years. I just had back yeah. surgery two months ago. I say to them, "Hey, just give me a call so I know to get up and get near the door because it's gonna take me ten minutes to get up." They right. canceled the appointment. <laughs> okay. Your units will be out for a few days if you need. With special guest AC guy. With special guest, I fucking hate renting. Yeah, your AC is gonna be off for a few days. In Texas? Ew. Yeah, fucking. Thank you. Um, just I thought that was uh, illegal. Yes. They're putting in new units. So I don't fully... I don't know what they're doing. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm writing titles that I just know it's going to inconvenience me. That's all I know. That sounds about, <laughs> that sounds about right. It's like right. renting and like... Renting is ass. Summed up. It is tough. Um, the one thing, like, we have... Like, you can see me swipe, wipe my face. It's 50 degrees here. But for some reason, they feel the need to keep the heat on. When it's 50 degrees. You don't need the heat Oh, do you on. not control your thermostat? Oh, no. No, no. That would make too much sense because we would keep it at 60 right. at all times. 
Right. Um, like, it's so bad, like, the windows in our bedroom stay on, uh, stay open all year round. Yeah. Ugh, that's so tough. Yeah. But anyway, uh, to end the story, long I'm story so short, it was like two years we've been trying to get him to do this shit. Then the, one of the guys comes in and looks at the cabinets, and he goes, oh, these are like the original cabinets from when they moved, from when they built this place. So these need to be done because the, the shelves are slanted. So stuff keeps falling off the shelves. They then like let's fast forward to like three weeks later. They send a guy with most people come in with measuring tape. This guy came with a yeah, ruler. Yeah. He came with a ruler and a protractor. <laughs> and this like, kid is going to fucking geometry. And I'm just like, okay, uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so I was like, Here. I hate being in my house when maintenance people come because I'm like, I don't need, I don't need to see it. Okay. I pay enough to be here. Oh, Just God. what I the the less I know, the better. Honestly, I say this a lot, but my <laughs> wife my wife was going to murder this dude the last year who came here because he was. My wife was talking to her him, but he kept responding to me, and I'm looking at him and I'm kind of confused, and I'm just like, okay. And so I'm like, yeah, like my wife said, da 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 da. Yeah. And so later I'm like, hey, you know, this guy, and I didn't picture it. I didn't really like, I didn't really see it. So she's telling me about it, and I said, okay, that is weird. But I was like, but you have to yell at him. She goes, oh no, fuck that guy because previously when I came in, he just didn't he didn't respect me. I said, why the fuck didn't you say something? I would have told him to suck my dick and leave. <laughs> yeah, for real. I had a maintenance guy come in because I have um. I have this poster of Ariana Grande right here. Oh, next topic. I can't wait to talk about her. <laughs> <laughs> I once had a maintenance guy come in. He was like, that's you? I was like, are you are you blind? I was like, yeah. That gorgeous fucking supermodel. I, have, I literally had COVID. Like, I'm standing, like, seven feet away from him, like, double masked, like, Hoodie on, looked terrible. He had the odd. See, this is what I mean. That was audacious. So okay, all right. Did he? <laughs> I'm gonna play devil's advocate. Was he flirting, or did he generally just not know? Because maybe they don't know I'm... who the uh, million, who the tens of maybe hundreds of million dollar pop star is. The thing is, like the thing, like I've, I've had people try and flare with me using my love for Ariana Grande being like, Oh, like you're, you're way hotter than her. You're way sexier than her. I'm like, nice fucking drive. <laughs> Just you're now, I know you're a liar. That is all that this shows me. So you're a liar. And then people are like, don't, don't doubt yourself like that. I'm like, I'm not fucking doubting myself. The evidence is right there. Yeah. Like I'm I am perfectly confident. In who I am as an individual and how I look. I do not look like that. So before um, we get into our mutual love for Ariana Grande, I want to give a special fuck you to Idris Elba. Oh, okay. Yeah, for sure. Would you like to know why? Yeah, I'd like to know why. Because he's fucking perfect and it annoys me. (laughs) Oh, there you go. See ya. Like, he's tall, he's dark, he's he's beyond handsome. There needs to be a better word for what he is, like, in terms of looks. Like his, he's got totally. A, he's got a great body, 
he can kickbox, he DJs, um, he's a fantastic actor. Like, there's really nothing he can't do. And then on top of all that, he has a British fucking accent? I know. Not fair. Uh, so, yes, I'm hating. I'm just going to let you know I'm hating. Um, oh, no, no worries. So, Ariana Grande. Yes. Um, I, I'm a... <laughs> Again, I am a 300-pound, 39-year-old black guy who has, right. who has an obsessive love for pop music. Um, yeah. My wife was at some, was at her, she was like, oh, um, one of her co-workers was like, oh, I have to go to this stupid Taylor Swift concert that I don't want to go to. And she goes, well, if you don't mind a, a big black guy going with your daughter, he'll go too. <laughs> Aww. Like, I Taylor Swift was my first concert as a child. Really? Which, uh, yeah, I saw her Fearless tour. 2009? Oh, wow. Yeah. Damn, what was I doing in 2009? I, was, I don't know. I was probably drunk. Yeah, I think I was drunk in 2009, probably. But um, <laughs> So what is she like? Okay, what was she like live? I'm going to get into the Ariana Grande. But what was Taylor Swift? Taylor like Swift? Like? Yes. Uh, when I was nine. Uh, she, I mean, it was really, oh, God. I remember it being like really exciting. Like, that was one of the... I'd never been to a concert, so I never, like, heard that many people in this space, like, cheering before. Yeah. I remember it being very exciting, a little overwhelming. I was a little sugar high. It, it just um, I remember coming out of that concert being like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to become a singer. It just dawned on me that you, you were born the year I graduated. When you said you were nine, I was like, oh, dear God. Um, nope. Yeah, I'm I'm old. Oh, um, oh. So, have you seen Ariana Grande live yet? I have. What is it like? And what tour was it? Um, it. I saw the Sweetener Thank You Next tour um, in LA, 2019. <sighs> the words, like they don't. She is unreal. She. She is the size of my pinky. <laughs> She's wearing like these high, like seven inch, like stripper heel boots. And like she had the long fucking ponytail and it just makes her look shorter. Like, cause her whole body is like compact, yeah. but then she has like long on the bottom and like long on the top. But, like, she just, like, she sang nonstop. She's, she, her set list was, like, 38 songs. Jesus. Like, I can't think of anybody else that's doing that. Maybe other than, like, Beyonce is the only other part I could ever think of that would do a concert that heavy-handed. Just, just, I mean... The only other person I could think alive, I don't think anybody can do it but Beyonce, to be honest with you. I don't think anyone has... That's what, that's what I mean. Like, I, there's nobody doing it like her. Just... So, and, like, her songs are not easy. They are not... They're, they're not the easy same. for her. Yeah, like, they're... She's, you know, she's using all of her registers. She's... She danced more on that tour than I think she did in, like, past ones. Like, I don't know. Sometimes people really like it when, like, artists will, like, talk to them a lot during the concert. And, like, that's cool. She did talk. But, like, 
I swear to God, like she never shut the fuck up. She was just like, it was just song after song. After... And it just got better. So it was, it was a perfect concert. How was seven rings? It was amazing. I, that, that, that was, song that was shit. a, that was a show. That was like a showstopper. Like that was when, you know, they had a little costume change. They pulled out some props, like, it was it was an event, and it deserves to be because that was her number one. Exactly, <laughs> I, I I just I don't even I don't even know like what it fully was. I used to like kind of be an Ariana Grande hater, and I was like, I think her music is like kind of dumb. But I was too busy like trying to be like a real emo kid, and then I was like, oh, it's kind of okay to like multiple kinds of music oh yeah and, and, and like I've been i let myself like succumb to it oh i hated pop music up until i started bouncing i was like oh my god this stuff is great it was um fuck, i'll tell you, i'll actually tell you the uh name of the album uh it's da, 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 da. it's um femme fatale britney spears oh um, i love a good britney spears like that, that entire album is great fucking workout music like yeah um, but, she gets uh, me pretty motivated. So, so I want to move on to some fun stuff. Sure, you're a fan of Euphoria. Yeah, did I am. You, I liked the show. Did you finish it? I did. I did finish it. What did you think of the second second half of the season? Um, the first mm -hmm. few episodes for me, it it seemed like it was un Euphoria ish. If that makes sense. It seemed like they yeah. tried to go too artsy for the first like two or three episodes, and then the episode where um, dude's dad yeah the then when dude's dad had like the most dramatic breakdown in TV history it oh got that was from I, then on. that was so great honestly I agree I was pretty confused for the first three ish episodes like I this is my biggest complaint with Euphoria in general is that. Sam Levison abandons plot lines. Like, I felt like season one was so much more complete yes. by the end. And, like, TV shows typically are supposed to operate or, like, tell their stories that way because a next season is never guaranteed. And it's like, yeah, like, you have this really big, successful show on... Um, but, like, now we have to wait two years for a season three, and you kind of just left me with, like, the most lackluster finale. Yeah. Like, it was just, like, I don't know. Like, I, Rue is a character I really root for. Like, it really, like, when Rue is, like, doing bad, like, it, it hurts my heart, honestly, because it's, like, I feel like I, I just really got to like attached to Rue. And like, I was just like, I just want, she deserves better than Jules and she deserves, you know, better from herself. Yes. And like in the finale, you know, they were like, you know, Rue mentions that she was able to stay sober for the rest of the year. And I'm like, come on, yeah, so you know, give the girl a break. <laughs> and then watching um, that little so that every and back to the whole thing, like everyone should have somebody in their camp like somebody. That shootout hurt my fucking soul. That was really tough. That was honestly too like that was a tough way 
that's a tough thing to see in general on TV, you know, but yeah. that is, I did not think that Ashtray deserved that. At all. I was like, yeah, like if you were, you know, they were really playing it up like, you know, either Fez, um, Lexi, you know, like I kind of, I, I really thought Nate was going to kill somebody. So did I. Um, like that's, that, that would have made almost more sense to have him come in. The, I thought it was going to be Nate who comes back into the play, shoots Lexi. That's what I thought was going to happen. Um, like he would shoot Lexi, shoot his dad, shoot himself, basically. That's what I thought um, was going to happen when he walked into that warehouse. Exactly. Well, exactly. And then he had a, yeah, because he had a gun. And I was like, man, like, Nate's a pussy, whatever. But, like, still, I don't know. It, it, the, the, the play thing, too, really felt like a cop-out. It did. It, like, it, I, I liked it. Like I liked it. Yes. Like, I liked it. And I also, like, Lexi as a character. And I was kind of like, Lexi. Like, the scenes were also amazing, you know? But like, I guarantee, you know, I guarantee yeah, you, it was. I guarantee you, that is going to become a Broadway play. The play that Lexi put on is going to eventually become a Broadway play. I think it's going to be very. Oh, that'd be interesting. I think they, a smart, in um, a smart creator, a creative person. I've noticed with a lot of shows, they try to look towards the future, and right. There's a there, and as we've seen recently, like with people wanting to get out more, um, as you brought up the Atlantis Morissette Jagged Little Pill right. um, musical, people like to go see performances. And I would absolutely right. go watch the story of Lexi for two hours or however long a musical is live because right. it was fan right. fantastic. The biggest thing for me, and the biggest question that wasn't answered for me, really pissed me off is does Lexi know what happened to do? Yeah. And it's like, and like, Fez, that's the name, thank you. I couldn't think of it. I, I, Fez, yeah, I yeah, gotta, yeah. I got it here now because I couldn't remember his name. And like, they were, and it was funny, like, not funny, but it was heartwarming watching their conversation when they were like, the uh, montage of just them talking of like throughout the day. Yeah. Like, well, he's like counting drug money <laughs> and she's doing like wholesome shit in her room. And I'm just like, oh, and he's like getting together and it's like, oh, fuck, this isn't going to end well for anybody. I can just see it now because. There's yeah. always that one thing where you just feel, you can feel a show like this where something awful has to happen. Right. It's kind of like, you know, when, when, um, Jesse from Breaking Bad would fall in love with anybody, he'd be yes. like, well, well, you know, she's a gone, like oh, yeah. a goner. It's, it's tough. Also, it's tough. I get really, I get like really into the shows that I watch. Like I'm very easy to fool. I'm not one of those people that can like put on a movie and like guess the ending right away, even if it's painfully. Like I, I'm experiencing it as it is occurring to me, so I'm very easy to like surprise. And like, there are tropes like that where I'm just like, no. Like even when I'm, I'm decent at it. I'm not great at it, but there are certain moments where, like, let's take Euphoria for example. I thought until um, until Rue said that she stayed sober, I was like, we're going to find out she was high this entire time. Right. <laughs> I was waiting for it, but I'm like, okay, that didn't happen. And a couple of, one thing that bothered me, I, I had to look up her name. Kat, her whole storyline this season was pointless. It was written completely out and like, 
you know, that's the other unfortunate thing too, is like, this is, I think this is what people mean to say when they say that euphoria glamorizes like drugs and shit like that, because euphoria does introduce a lot of really important topics, but they fucking abandon them and then go back to like all the ecstasy and like this and that. So it's kind of like, not only what happened with Kat, but like what happened with McKay season one. Like, that guy was, you know, assaulted by his frat dudes. And he's a he's a straight black man. You know what I mean? Like, there were so many Oh, shit, he was barely in the season. I didn't even think about that. That's what I mean. There were so many avenues to open up that conversation, not only for men in general, you know what I mean? But, like, for a, for a, a black man, too. Like, it's all so relevant right now and so important because it doesn't just only happen to women and like if it's hazing is it okay like there are so many elements in that that cross so many like categories or like things that just need to be talked about more and it was just completely abandoned there's a um, there's a comic book I love and it's funny when people say comic books are for kids I'm like you've never read a comic book in the last no, they're they're for adults. <laughs> and there's one in particular that I love. It's my favorite. It's called Invincible. Mm-hmm. And are you watching the show? Because I don't want to spoil anything for you. No, no, no. I there's, seen. there's a scene where he's sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's his particular the particular race that that um, assaulted him is an alien race that goes based on power. And his father is part of that race. And then when he had the conversation with them his father felt so bad because it's like, these are my people, these are their ways, but you don't deserve that. And I like that it wasn't necessarily a woman getting sexually assaulted because it's a common trope and it's used for people to get a a cheap emotional um, boost out. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. No, because it happens happens to everybody and with, you know euphoria and like invincible and shows like that exploring topics like mental health and race you know that's where i like i was kind of like yeah the show's written by a white dude yeah. you know like you are you're up your own ass you had all of this <laughs> and i just there was so i liked euphoria this season but i don't know if they peaked in the the hour-long Rue episode, it was, like, in between season one and two. I wonder, oh, yeah. I wonder if they peaked there. I hope they didn't because Zendaya is just a fucking goddess on she fucking earth. She is so talented. Like, I don't think there's... She's, she's among the people, when I look at her, like, there's really nothing you can't do. That Not person, at all. She's a fantastic, like, model. She's an amazing actress. You know, and she can like sing she, her ass off. Oh, she can sing. Oh, what's the name of that movie? Um, The Greatest Showman. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like her and um Zac Efron doing that doing that scene when they're both singing because they're both Disney Disney kids. Who yeah, sang. and um, I'm like, dear God, this is so fucking good. And then yeah, that movie that, was really good. There was a really toxic movie she did on Netflix. Um. It was in black and white, and I'm watching her just going, dear, dear God. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, she's just so fucking good. So, um, <laughs> I got a couple of fun games for you. So we can okay. Out. 
So before I start game one, this one's going to be called conspiracy theories. I'm going to start with some. I'm going to start with some urban legends, some conspiracy theories. You tell me whether or not you believe in them, and then I'm going to ask you what your favorite conspiracy theory of all time is, or favorite urban legend. Word. All right. Kay. So, do you believe in aliens? Yes. Uh, do you <laughs> do you think you've ever seen an alien? Yes. I, I'm listening. Okay. Um, I was. Granted, I was a little freaked out already, but in high school, my boyfriend, like my high school boyfriend and I were watching American Horror Story season six, which is the Roanoke season. Great fucking season. And it's kind of like the Truman Show, too, which it makes it a, a little underrated. It's not like the Truman Show and says that people are controlling it, but it's the actors and real people, whatever. Yeah. Um, very freaky idea, and it really freaked me out because, like I just said, I get very into it with like characters, and I experience things with them. So I was like driving home from his house at night because we we like watched an episode or something. We were all you know freaked out. Drive home like five minutes on the road. I park and like I just like look out and there's like this like really like there's like this figure with like you know the typical looking like lights yes. and shit and they're like rotating like there's like two circles one that's like going like vertically and one that's going like kind of diagonal horizontally. And I'm, like, just staring, and I felt like it was not moving closer to me, but, like, moving, like, sideways across the sky. So, like, not, like, traveling down, but it felt like it was moving closer, but, like, staying the same height in the sky, if that makes sense. I got you. It was kind of moving across you from the sky. Across, thank you. Why did I use all those words when it's I could have said across? You used all the like you all used all the ten dollar words. The, <laughs> just across, thank you. Um, across the sky, and I got too scared because I felt like it, it was going pretty fast, and I I got scared, and so like instead of like pulling out my phone to like take a picture or something, I got nervous and I went inside. I called my boyfriend. I was like, I just saw a UFO. <laughs> And it was coming, like, you know, I was like, it felt like it was coming, like, right at me. And he was like, what are you doing? Go find it again. Like, get out your camera. I'll stay on the phone with you. We go out. Gone. Just completely gone. Are there aliens in Area Area 51? I think there's a fuck ton of shit in Area 51. But I don't... Yeah, yeah, sure. We'll say sure. That's the short answer. (laughs) Uh, I got opinions on this. Oh, no. (laughs) If you got time, I'm here to listen. (laughs) <laughs> I Not, love a good conspiracy theory. We'll go with sure. We'll go with sure. <laughs> we'll uh, go with sure. Does Bigfoot exist? <laughs> eh. Probably not. Uh, mermaids. I. This is make me sound really weird. I'm gonna say probably. Uh, you're on your team. You're on team me because I have this conversation with my co-host. He says they don't exist. I say they do exist and they look closer to the uh, the really like. You ever seen those the fish with the lights on the top of their head? And yeah, we know nothing about the ocean. Definitely. You know what I mean? Just like we know nothing about like life on other planets. Like, who are we to say no? Exactly my point. Um, uh, does <laughs> is there a weather machine that can? Is there a machine that controls the weather in the world? Oh no! So sometimes (laughs) it really does feel that way. Um, I'm going to say no because, again, like the Truman Show thing 
Yeah. Gives me anxiety. And the whole simulation theory gives me anxiety. Um, have you talked so to I'm going to say I really hope not. Have you talked to Slade about his whole simulation matrix theory? Oh, Slade puts so many things in my head every time we talk. I fucking... I, I really got to get the two of you guys on the show together just to play a fucking game. That's all I want to do is play Oh, my God. So, yeah, no, we should. Because, like, Slade, like, every time I leave Slade's house, I'm like, I'm a little bit different now he's, <laughs> than when I walked in here. So, I'm going to say this, and this is going to sound very weird. He is probably my favorite comedian as a person. because That's totally valid. He, like... He's done my show a few times, and he has no fucking time to do this shit, but he does. He spent, the last one, he spent two fucking hours talking to me about nonsense. In the first yeah. episode, uh, episode, first episode, he did one was fucking awful. I put it out, and he did a second one with me, and that, that one was better. He did a third one. It's fucking great. But anyway, um, so funny theory about weather. My mother has a conspiracy theory that supermarkets have stock, no, the weather, uh, people who control, like meteorologists have stock in... Uh, supermarkets, because whenever you see, whenever someone hears snow, people flock to the supermarket. So she has a conspiracy theory that <laughs> meteorologists have stock in supermarkets. Because if you say a specific type of weather pattern, people are going to rush to the supermarket and then the stock go up because the people have been purchasing stuff. It's yeah. So I, huh? Yeah. So there's that. I could see that. I could see that for sure. Uh, the Loch Ness Monster. I saw something online that was like, it was just a whale penis, but like, what fun is that? <laughs> I saw something literally online that was like, people were, you know, were like, scarlet fever ridden seeing a whale dick. I think... <laughs> the Loch Ness Monster of Scooby-Doo... Is like for some reason one of the most formative pieces of media. I know about that episode. I I had a a relatively nineties, late nineties kid childhood because I was born in two thousand. So I, you know, we didn't have like newer shit till like two thousand six. I feel like or seven, two thousand six, seven, seven. But I, yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. Why not? So, I think it could be real. Uh, Same thing. Like we don't know. We don't know. Fuck anything about the ocean. Does that? Uh, ghosts and demons. Totally. I'm not even gonna bring up the New Orleans thing. Um, and <laughs> and lastly, because you're from Texas, was JFK's assassination an inside job? Oh my god! Put on an FBI watch list. Um. <laughs> I'll say probably not. Okay. However, is anything that the U.S. government does ever not an inside job? (laughs) No. I listen. I'm a a black man who was born in 1982, right around the crack epidemic. So. This is kind of exactly what I'm saying. Even if, even if maybe for some reason the consequences of 
actions are not fully realized. Um, there's no way that anything happens and people do not know about it. And I'll say that. <laughs> and so lastly, we'll get to my, my, uh, my last two questions for you. Who would be the worst and the best drinking buddies or new girl in the office? Okay, so your best drinking buddies on New Girl are going to be fucking all of them are drunk that whole time. Winston for sure. Um, he's the best character on that show. Um, <gasps> no, Winston is totally the best character on that my, show. Nick Miller is my spirit animal. Oh, I love. I would see. I would drink with Nick Miller too. I can't think of a person. In the New Girl universe, I wouldn't drink with, honestly. Like, that show is, that show is amazing. I... Well, yeah, I don't think there is a person I wouldn't I wouldn't, with. I would drink with Dwight, for sure. I would, I would stay completely sober and get, like, I, I would... There are so many things. <laughs> like, the, the CPR episode, where he cuts the face off. And then he's like, I wanted to see, <laughs> I know that you know, I didn't think it was realistic in the movie. Turns out it's pretty realistic. Shit like that. I like to surround myself with those people because they're crazy and hilarious. Um, I would not drink with Karen from The Office. Oh, I don't God. feel like she, Rashida Jones, honestly, Rashida Jones in like any show that she's been in. I don't feel like she and I would be friends. I think that. She's not as, like, she's not as, like, dominant of a personality sometimes. Her characters, or at least Karen in the, off, in the office. I could see Like, that. I feel like I would, I feel like I would intimidate her. Is that, like, a fucked up thing to say? I don't know. No, I just don't feel like we would vibe. Uh, um, <laughs> I wouldn't drink with, I wouldn't drink with Toby because he's creepy. Oh, God, is it? Wait, wait, Toby, Toby, Toby. Which one's Toby? Toby from uh, The Office, the HR guy. Oh, you mean Creed? No, not Creed. I would drink with Creed because he's insane. Which one's Toby? Um, I wouldn't drink with Toby or Ryan. Oh, to okay, Toby. No! There God, yeah, no! yeah, yeah. No, God, no, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would love to drink with Jim Halpert just because I feel like it would be fun. Um, I'm not drinking with Pam. Uh, I don't think I would drink with her either, actually. She's another character. I'm like, I don't think you and I would be friends. She seems like a bummer. A little bit. And, a little bit. And if we're being completely honest, so I have a friend who put me on it off. Actually, my wife put me on an office. A buddy of mine loves it. It's like, you need to actually finish it. So Pam and Jim are not relationship goals. Pam was very toxic to him, toxic to Jim, a lot towards the end of the season. And she was kind of like I fucking Jim while she was engaged to other dude. Yeah, the whole situation definitely, especially like rewatching it, feels so much more genuine from Jim's side. Where I relate to Pam is like it's hard to know what you want sometimes. Yeah, I can agree. But like it doesn't necessarily excuse. I felt like after they had a baby was when I was like, not vibing with Pam as much. I think there's a... Uh, you've probably heard the trope that whenever a show's doing bad, they introduce a baby. Oh, totally. 
And I will say this, the ending of that with Jim and um, Dwight. Yeah. When he, he fired him, and he was like, come on, don't leave. He's like, he's like, no, you idiot. Now you get six months of pay. I was like, oh, that was... Their relationship, the way it evolved to like the last couple of episodes was absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah. And we also got to say that uh, Mindy and... I'm not, I can't remember his name. Mindy and um, Ryan. And BJ, yeah, BJ Novak, yeah. They have the best toxic relationship of all time. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, and lastly... <laughs> F. Mary Kill, Ariana, Gra- Ariana Grande, CC from New Girl, Zendaya. Oh no! Kill myself, <laughs> marry all of them. How are you gonna marry them if you killed yourself? It don't work like that. You're gonna- I'll marry them first. <laughs> wait, 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 um, you in Utah? Oh my god, <laughs> that's not even. This is why I ask the mm. questions. This is why I ask questions before I record, just so I can get into things. Well. I have to kill Cece from New Girl because I need to fuck Zendaya and marry Ariana Grande. Yeah. um, Or maybe I would actually flip that. I might marry Zendaya and fuck Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande, like, I have, like, the type of thing with her where, like, she's, like, on such a high pedestal for me. Like, I don't want, like, when people are like, she's probably a bitch. I'm like, shh, I don't want to know. I don't want to find out. So me, like my best friend and my and my twin Amanda, we all agree that Zendaya is a sex goddess. Oh yeah, and um, we uh, we also feel that like she doesn't get off unless you cry during sex. <laughs> like like she sits there and oh. you having sex and she's just like, tell me about everything that's going on, and you just feel compelled to tell her your entire life. And oh, then, yeah, I feel like she could, like, be, like, empathetic to a point where that could be something for her. Totally. Yeah. And, and totally. She, and she's just, like, she's just, like, a goddess. Like, she, she's Aphrodite in the flesh. She really is. She is so beautiful. And it's like, like, I I could not pass up that opportunity. Also, though, Hannah Simone, who plays Cece in New Girl, she's, like, she, before she was an actor, she was, like, I don't want to say a diplomat. She was not. She was not royalty, but she was. She worked for the United Nations. She was like. Um, she's very smart, is what I'm trying to say. She reminds me of um, when you say that. She reminds me of Jamila Al Jamil from um, The Good Place. In terms, yeah. of, in terms of like not the look, but from like what she's done in terms of. Um, yeah, she's a, she's like a really big like now still like a human rights activist, but she did like used to do it for a career. She's she's very bright. She would be somebody I, I would hate to kill because I would just she's definitely out here making the world a better place. Oh yeah, absolutely. But she is she she was one of my favorite parts of this because she like just didn't give a fuck. Have you? And before we go, another thing about musicals, uh, Crazy Ex Girlfriend was my shit. I really enjoyed Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Um, again, it's kind of it's kind of just like right up my alley. It's like absurd. It's silly, you know, and it's a musical. It was it was very important and as a young theater kid. I could I could understand that, especially like watching her deal with all her mental health issues, and like I could understand a lot of her like obsessions and things like that. Yeah, Jess is like just someone who dealt with like just 
I didn't have the same issues that, but just from someone dealing with mental health issues while you're trying to be single and you're trying to be an adult and you have all these voices telling you to do one thing when you want to do another thing and it's like, what's the positive, right. what's the negative? It was fan-fucking-tastic. And I also have a obsession with Bella Lavelle. Um, um, I forget her name in the show, but she's the really sarcastic one. She voiced Marmista in um, She-Ra. Oh! Oh, my, my siblings love She-Ra. Um... Is Marmista the one that what's what's her what is who does her character date? Uh, <laughs> what's his name? Um. Oh. Oh shit. I'm mad. I don't know. I know his name. Um. Fuck. Does he, does he have a mustache? Yes. So uh, my my siblings always say that me and my boyfriend remind them of Marmista and whatever his name is. I can't remember. His I name. have to look it up because he's one of like my favorite people on there because he. <laughs> Um, my, um... He's, like, he's, like, at her beck and call, basically, and she's pretty sassy. Is she sassy, or is she just one of the most cynical people known, like, known to humanity? (laughs) Oh, that's fair. That's a fair point. (laughs) I, it's very funny, um, because my, yeah, my siblings always say that me and my boyfriend remind them of Remista and whatever his name. Is his name? That's gonna annoy me. And I okay. Let me just type in Mermista and it's gonna come up. Yeah. Seahawk. There you go. <laughs> I love that guy. He was just the most flamboyant thing ever. Um, yeah. And if you haven't watched it, watch uh, the Legend of Vox Machina on Amazon. It's a ten out of ten. I have not watched it. It's, oh yeah. It's the Legend of Vox Machina. It's a ten out of ten on Amazon. It's fantastic. All right, so this has been the Old Man Wade Show. Uh, I want to take uh, thank Abby Wolman for doing this. I don't want to take too much of your time. Oh, uh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, tell everyone where they can find you. Um, you can find me um, on Instagram. My username is from when I was 14, so it's weirdo, W-E-I-R-D-O dot my name, A-B-B-E-Y. Um, you can find me on TikTok. Um, at strawberry, like the fruit, and then quip, Q-U-I-P, like the electric toothbrush or the phrase to describe somebody witty. Um, that is my TikTok where you can find diaper rash and all that fun stuff. Um, I'm pretty searchable. So if you say my name in somewhere, I'll probably pop up. You can stalk me. It's okay. You also have a, I swear I saw you on YouTube. Where I, I do have a YouTube channel. It is uh, just under my first and last name. Yeah. So. Uh, make sure you don't. Make sure you go watch that because she tells a story about her goldfish. I think it was a goldfish. Yeah, or fish in general. Yeah, or my my beta fish. Yeah, yeah. Beta fish, which is absolutely hysterical. <laughs> um, make you find her on the whiskey buds. You can find her on. Um, is this thing on? Abby Volman is a great follow on Instagram. Um, it's goofy. Appreciate it's, it. It's funny. Um, don't be a creep. Uh, cause her boyfriend has a flame. <laughs> that is a great reason to not be a creep. Cause her boyfriend has a flamethrower. Um, so yeah, this has been the old man Wade show. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. And as always be excellent to each other. Peace. Damn it, Wade.